0: You know, I've heard rumors, maybe truth and lies behind your back, I don't know if it's fake or if it's actual facts. I just want to know how to react to having a non-imaginary friend in fact, a complex relationship that seems to stay intact. You're always with me as if we're in a wolf pack. Is there any getting out of this bond that I sometimes ignore? It Seems that no matter what I do, we're connected forevermore. There's no running away from your voice that tells me right from wrong. It's like a tune stuck in my head from my favorite song. The sweet whisper that tells us not to steal, cheat, or lie. And we get sick to our stomachs and say, "Okay, fine, I won't do it this time. But next time, the decision is mine. And we always regret misusing the guideline. When you convict, you lead us. So we live a life more like Jesus, to keep us calm in our everyday life that depletes us. The proof of the desire is in the pursuit. So I guess I must wear you like a fresh tuxedo suit. Because in the heart, you can see the fresh fruit. So I acknowledge you as I pray. I ask that you guide me in every step, in every way, to make me relevant in the culture today. I'll make space in my heart for you to stay, because without you, life just slowly deteriorates away. Why settle for less when there is more for us? A comforter, a companion, a caregiver, a connection, and a coach that gives the right directions. Begin to do a new thing, a new case. Throw away the old and put something fresh in its place. Like forming a chemical, you start at the base, like you abide in everyone, but activated by faith.
1: Slowly, deteriorates away. And we've not been called to be those who deteriorate. We've not been those are called to be those who are mundane and live in the background. We have been called to be Jesus. We have been called to live in the power of the Holy Spirit day in, day out, and we should be excited about it. There should be a passion within our very beings that says, Holy Spirit, I need you more. Yeah. Because without him, we have nothing. He's our helper, he's our guideline, he's the plumb line. He tells us which way to go, when to go, where. And we need him more. You know, we look back in Acts 2, don't we? Right uh, in Pentecost, when God sent the Holy Spirit. It took place with power. They were waiting. Jesus told them, wait. They waited. They waited together. Not on their own, in their own little place. They waited corporately together. And there is a power in waiting corporately. There is a power in being together and experiencing the Holy Spirit together. Yes, we can also experience him individually, but there is something about the power of the Holy Spirit as you gather together. And we see this in Acts 2. And it took place with power, and it took place with noise, and with fire. You know, we see in the the Old Testament with Elijah, you know, the the classic kind of um, scripture about it's not in the wind, it's not in the fire, it's not in the, but it's in the small whisper. And there are times in our lives where the Holy Spirit will come and it will be in the small, small voice. But I believe God is saying to us, and this isn't just like what James is saying, this isn't just for us as King's Church within shore. I personally don't believe there is for us as King's Church. I believe this is a call for the church in this country and probably the world that there is a power coming and a power needed from the Holy Spirit that is going to sweep through nations, that is going to see a fire fall and things to change. But for that to happen, we need to be ready. And that means that we need to be those who are living on fire with the Holy Spirit day in, day out, in the office, in schools, in the hospitals, working from home, interacting at the supermarket. There is a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we need to experience. God wanted people to take notice that the Holy Spirit had come to earth. And that hasn't changed That hasn't changed today. You know, when Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit came down and there was a baptism of the Holy Spirit, we know, we know the scriptures. They couldn't stop themselves from singing and shouting out in other tongues. They were tongues of fire. They could see fire. They could see it in the spirit. There was something going on It was noisy. It was powerful. It was messy. People thought they were drunk. They were drunk. Drunk in the spirit, the spirit of God, not the spirit of rum, whiskey, whatever your choice would be. Don't know what they would have had in those days. Wine, that's different, that's not a spirit. (laughs) When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. This is Acts 2. Verse 1 to 4, we know this. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind. It wasn't gentle at this point, it was violent. That's what the word says. It came from heaven and it filled the whole house. Nobody was missed. Nobody was missed out. It filled the whole house. They saw what felt like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Again, it rested. It didn't just touch and move away, it rested. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. My first challenge to us this morning, how often do you speak in tongues? How often do we sit and just speak in tongues? I challenge you to try and do it for three minutes every single day this week and see what an impact that makes. If you think three minutes is too long, start with one and gradually increase. could be when you're on your way to work in the morning. That's when I do it. I'll I'll drive to work uh, and I'll probably spend about five minutes speaking in tongues. But it gets my spirit in the right place for the day. And I'll do it on the way home as well. Find us just two minutes of your day. It's not much in the grand scheme of things where you just speak in tongues. Just speak in tongues. So the power of the Holy Spirit isn't something that's just seen from Acts onwards. We do kind of naturally think there is a New Testament thing. But we see it right at the beginning of the Bible, don't we? In fact, um, you know, in the act of creation, the Spirit's power was manifesting. And we see that in Genesis 1. The power in creation was unique in that it produced everything, everything from nothing. That was the power of the Holy Spirit. And this raw power could only belong to our God and our creator. And that raw power that brought life, this world, the galaxies, into creation, he lives in us. He lives in us. That Holy Spirit, if we said, Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit, fill me with your power, that still power of the Holy Spirit lives in us you know the spirit's creative power is seen in his creating new life in believers in our lives you know he's he's produced spiritually alive beings out of those who were once dead in sin we are alive in jesus because of the holy spirit you know we see that in john 3:16 ephesians 2:1 to 2 1-2. the spirit's creative power is seen in his creating new life in believers new life and that's who we are we are bringers of new life we are bringers of promise we are bringers of hope we are bringers of justice we are bringers of faith that's what the Holy Spirit stirs in us the relevance of Pentecost is so important the outpouring of Holy Spirit enabled the early church to, pe- to preach the gospel to cast out demons heal the sick and raise the dead and that hasn't changed for us the power of the holy spirit has been given to us so that we preach the gospel that we cast out demons yes that still applies today sometimes we skip that bit that still applies today we heal the sick and we raise the dead still applies today still applies today Says they're in the word of God. I believe the word of God. I do not pick and choose what I act upon on the word of God. That's what God has told me. Therefore, I believe it. And that is what I'm longing for. I want to see people saved into this kingdom. I want this place to be too small for us to meet in. I want demons to have left so that the, the demonic of um, whatever that might be, the hold over this community of poverty thinking. I want that to go in the name and the power of Jesus. And I've got that inside me, and you've got that inside you. Doing good things and showing the love of Jesus is brilliant. And we all need to do it, but without the power of Jesus, Joe Bloggs, who lives next door to me, can do exactly the same. I want us to be praying for the sick on a Friday morning when we are meeting new people in our cafe. I want us to be saying to people, We're King's Church. We bring hope. We bring life. Use a cup of tea because you can do both. Power, love, Holy Spirit, kingdom thinking, kingdom mentality. Jesus made famous. This should not be part of our history. It should be who we are. It's who we are. We see people saved. We see demons disappear. We see the sick healed. It's who we are. And there should be such a hunger and desire, a wholehearted crying out to God for his power in our lives. The Holy Spirit to rule in our hearts and to have full access. And if we live like this, if we hunger, and if we come to him and say, Holy Spirit, I need you more. Holy Spirit, I need your power with me today. I want to listen to you. I want to do what you tell me to do. Do you know what? We will see this community change. We will see this nation change. And we need to be those who live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Be quiet, I know, because James is back.
2: Maybe I don't have quite the same level of uh, dem- demonstrative uh, passion as, as Rian. Um, yeah, I just want to pick up on that point that um, there is more for us. You know, we, we know that, don't we? We hear that so often. We've said that before, there is more. Um, I think it's easy, isn't it, for us perhaps to settle and think, oh, this is nice, we can. we want to do more, we want to do this, we want to do that. But there is more to know, experience of him, of his power, of his love. There's more. I'm sure, you know, we're we're aware of that, aren't we? That the need to press into him, to experience. And perhaps it's that we can remember back to a time in our lives when we know we perhaps we we feel we were closer to God. We were seeing him move in different ways. Or maybe it's as we look at the pages of our Bible and we see how his spirit was at work. And we know there must be more. Because he was working in significant ways then. Or maybe it's that we've got friends or hear stories of him moving in, in power in different ways. We shouldn't be um, downcast about that. I think there's a right challenge for us to have, isn't there? A right response, not a response of, oh, why, why is that not happening for me? Why not to be disheartened, but actually to be encouraged, to be challenged, that there's something more and to long for that, for that to cause a longing in us. And that longing will result in us desiring after, after him. You know, there is without doubt more for us to discover him, of him, more joy, more of his peace. And it's about imp- being a part of the whole of our lives, isn't it? It's not um, a case of, oh yes, we need, we need more of God so that when I pray for someone on a Sunday, that prayer will be answered, or um, when I meet up in a huddle, that um, I see something happen God is a part of all of our lives. It's to help me make a decision, a small decision, in the day-to-day. It's help us to make the big decisions in life. It's so that when we're in work, we can bring that word of encouragement to our colleague, that we can offer to pray for them, that we can see that situation change. It's not just about what happens on a Sunday. It's all of our lives, isn't it? It's to hear his voice, to know him, what he's... And it might be a little picture, as we're saying, it might be a small, still whisper... But let not, let's not always think, oh, no, that's only me. Let's step out. Let's trust. Maybe God is speaking to me in that picture. Maybe that one word that he's given me is something significant to step into. You know, as a church community, I think we are pretty active, aren't we, in, in what we do. Ryan kind of mentioned some of the things that we do in the community, the, the Eden Cafe, Revolution Youth, the events that we do through the year. Um, you know, we did Love Sure. We do... We can be great, can't we, at doing social action things, and of course, we're called to do these. These are brilliant things to do, and God is working through those. We've seen people saved. We've seen people's lives changed. We are seeing God at work, but as Rian has already mentioned, how much more will those um, projects, those things that we do, impact as we come with the, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, as we're able to step out and pray for someone, as we're able to bring a word of knowledge. And it's not about our power, is it? It's about us stepping out and God working in people's lives. It's not dependent on um, our power. It's dependent on us stepping out sometimes, responding in faith, but it's about him at work as we do those things. Now, I'm really challenged by by this verse from 1 Corinthians 2.4. This is what Paul says. Paul says, My message and preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and of power. Of course, we wanna bring the gospel to people. We wanna share what God's done in our lives. We wanna tell them the truth of Jesus. Of course, we want to do that. Um, But as well, we want to show people, we wanna be able to show people God's love. Say, I will pray for you in this situation. I believe God will work. I believe in a God of power. I've seen God do this in my life. I've seen God do this in my friend's life. So, we want to come in word, but we want to come with his spirit as well. So, let's step out. And this is something that I'm challenged in myself as well to step out. And it's not, easy, it's not always easy to do. There's lots of things, there's lots of maybe doubts saying, What if I do this and it goes wrong? What if I pray and nothing happens? What if that person takes offense? We could, there's, always, there's always something to question, isn't there? There's always a reason. There's, we can always give us an, ourselves an excuse not to say that thing, not to do that thing. But what if we do step out? What if we do pray? What if we do share those words? And actually, God meets us in that. And God uses our step of faith and transforms, brings his love, his power, his truth into people's lives, into our community that we love so desperately that we want to see God working in.
1: taken to <laughs> so how how can we do that how do we do that and I'm not going to say that these three points are gonna make a massive <laughs> massive difference but they will be a start there'll be a start for us individually and corporately seek him in the quiet place seek him in the quiet place no god is doing a continuous work within us isn't he we're not the finished product i am very very far from being the finished product and the only way that we can come closer to begin it, to be in that finished uh, product is by spending time with our creator is by spending time with jesus and holy spirit we're all busy every single one of us is busy Life is busy. You know, our lives are full of stuff, of of things. But if we want our lives to reflect Jesus, you know, to demonstrate his power, we need to prioritize time to spend with him. And this is a challenge for me. It's a massive challenge for me as much as anybody else. But here's some questions. When was the last time you stopped and just sat in his presence? Not going with a list of, God, I want this, God, can you do this? God, 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 please, 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 please. When was the last time you stopped and just sat in his presence? When was the last time you just chatted to him about your day, just like you would a best friend or your spouse? Or, your, or your, you know, your children. When was the last time you had a conversation with him like that? It doesn't need to be hours. And I think sometimes we feel, but God, I can't lie on my face before you for an hour. He knows that. You know, we, we maybe some of us can. And we're going through a season We've we've got a lot of time in our hands that we can give to reading our Bible and Lying on our face in the presence of God for an extended amount of time. But for the majority of us, we can't do that. Not every day, especially. It does not need to be hours. No, give him minutes out of your day to begin with. Like I said earlier about speaking in tongues, give him minutes. Just sit. I could do it now, actually. Let's just sit for a minute. Don't worry about the little ones that are in the room. That doesn't matter. And Parents of the little ones, don't worry at all. Just sit for a minute and breathe them in. So that was a minute. For some of you, it might have felt really, really long. <laughs> Others of you, it might have felt really short. I'm thinking, sure, Sri, and I want to carry on. I hope for the majority of you are feeling, I want to just sit here for longer. Because there's something so special in those moments that you just feel a recentering, a refocus, a shifting in your spirit. And there's a peace that comes. And that's where God wants us to move from, doesn't he? He wants us to move out of that place, not frustration. The second point is to seek him together. So we've talked about seeking him in the quiet place, which is obviously on your own, individually. But there is a call for us to seek him together. And I touched on this earlier anyway. But you know what I love about the early church is that they were together. They were all in, in your face in and out of each other's lives, you saw warts and all, because it would have been impossible not to. You know, they, they, um, they met together at the temple and they worshiped, they ate together, they prayed together, they probably argued together, they probably bickered together because let's be honest, if you spend amount of, uh, that amount of time with people, twelve of you all the time there's going to be some some kind of disagreement that you'll have to deal with because they were human they were human, they weren 't Jesus, they were human so but they did everything together and there is something. So special about running after God, after Jesus and Holy Spirit together. There's an encouragement, isn't there? And this is what, like Ruth was saying earlier about huddles. You can encourage one another. You run together. You can be real. You share life together. And you say, Do you know what? Today's being a bit rubbish. This is why okay, I'm praying for you right now. And you speak words of encouragement. You speak words of faith. You speak and you tap into Holy Spirit. You say, Holy Spirit, what does Leslie need right now? What does Leslie need from you right now? And God drops a word into your heart and you share it with Leslie. And Leslie's like, that is exactly what I need. Thank you, Jesus. And she's got strength to carry on. That's not just for huddled. It's not just for a Sunday. When we go home later, maybe God will drop someone on your heart. And it might just be thinking about you. Are you all right? What can I do? What can I be praying for you for? It's living life in the Holy Spirit. The third and final point that I'm going to mention, and James kind of mentioned it a little bit as well, is to step out in faith. Because it is crazy. (laughs) Living life where the Holy Spirit is crazy. And it makes you really have to step out in faith. Um, Be risk takers. Be a risk taker. Not play it safe. Don't play it safe. It's boring. It's boring if you play it safe. You know, Holy Spirit has told me to do some crazy things in the past. I've had to throw buckets of water over people in the past i've had to go up to a random person in the street and give them a bunch of flowers and say jesus told me to give you this and literally that's it and i walk away um but then you know seeing the person's reaction and believing god is doing something in that that's living life by the holy spirit i know many 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 of you have experienced holy spirit like that have done things like that in the past and it's not all about the crazy things It can be the small, quiet things as well. We are definitely, definitely not saying no to those. But what we are saying too is don't ignore the crazy things as well, because they are the ones we generally will ignore, you know. It's easy to kind of say, oh, God told me just to bring you these box of, I don't know, biscuits, you know, or just leave a box of biscuits on the door and walk away and not even say, God told me. It's easy to do that. Whereas even saying for some of us, God told me to do this, that's a bit crazy. That's a bit crazy, but we can do it. We need to get to the point where we know his voice. And knowing his voice means sometimes when he tells me to do what feels to me crazy, it's exactly what the person needs to receive, hear, or see. We need to get to the point where we step out in faith, where we take the risk. We need to know him. We need to seek him in the quiet place. We need to seek him together. Jesus calls us to adventure with him. And I really feel, and even like chatting to Sally earlier on this morning when we were speaking, praying for one another during worship. You know, there is that sense within my heart, and Sally was saying the same thing, there is more. I cannot do what I'm doing now for another 40 years. I can't do it because I know that is not the fulfillment of God's plan for my life. How many of us can say, yeah, I can carry on doing this for 40 years. This is what God has called me to. If you feel that's where you are, brilliant. Praise God, we speak God's blessing over you. But there is something more. And if we want to experience that something more, we cannot be those who are lukewarm. We cannot be those with one foot in church camp, God camp, and one foot in the... Oh, it's not very good Look, is it? One foot in I'll do things my way. If we want to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, if we want to experience, let's name it, revival in this city, in this community, because that's what we want. This is what we want to see we have to be all in, all in for him, everything in for him. If we feel that life with Jesus is boring and monotonous, then we desperately, desperately, desperately need to seek God and experience a fresh outpouring of the power of the Holy Spirit. Because being a Christian Making Jesus famous is supposed to be the most exciting, adventurous life that there is. And if it isn't, we need to shift and we need to change. And I think there's things that will change in my life this year. There will be things that will change in our life as a family this year to ensure that we are living in and through the power of the Holy Spirit because I don't want to live a monotonous, boring life, because that is not who Jesus has called me to be. He's not called any of us to be that.
2: I just wanted to say, before Ian kind of um, finishes off as well, just some of the stuff that we've been talking about today, if you've got questions about that, if you want to talk about that more, like you know, speaking in tongues, for example, what what is that? How do I do that? Can you help me do that? you know how do i step out and pray for someone this is things these these are things that we can talk about together that we can explore you know we can maybe talk in our huddles about it we're happy you know, happy to pray for you as well if you would like prayer for for anything to to know and to experience and how to do that because lots of this stuff we might think that's so alien that's so i don't understand that i don't know what that is but i i want to go on that journey and i think we're all to a greater ex- or lesser extent there that we need each other in this. This is something that we can't do alone, that we want one or two of us run off on this kind of crazy tangent. We want to go there together as a church community. We want to go there together. So let's help each other in this. Let's um, challenge one another. Let's look at um, what it means to speak in tongues, to bring prophecy, to, to step out in the Holy Spirit in different ways. To hear his voice in different ways. So I was just wanted something I wanted to mention that we are here as well to to ask questions and you know your huddle leaders. We're here to talk about this and go on this journey together.
1: Yeah, and if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know that is a gift for every single one of God's children. And again, if you want to find out anything more about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, then please come and speak to. Myself, James, Mike, Kath, and all your huddle leader, Um, we are more than happy to speak to you about that. Part of me was going to apologize for how I delivered the first part of the preach, but I'm not gonna apologize. Because that was the Holy Spirit working in me. So what we're going to do now is gonna just play a song. And we're just going to listen to the words, and we're going to respond in our own hearts. And we're going to say, "Jesus, this is what I want." My
3: soul come away. to, hunger, to to seek the thing. us to